And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host with the most. They are the one in charge. This is their podcast. This is their platform. And they're at the wheel. They're in the captain's chair and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line, episode 521. We'll be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 40, and then we'll get into a summary and then we'll get uh, we'll close us out in prayer and then we'll cut into the second show. Um for those of you that might want to watch live, I'm going to post the link for Clout Hub right here in the chat. There you go. Um, I bounce back and forth from both cameras. I usually go back and forth from the uh, from the webcam camera to the side camera. So you'll kind of get, you know, a variation of my ugly face and my studio and a budget. There you go. So. Uh, without further ado, like I said, I'm trying to do better with being more disciplined with my time to get right to the point here. So uh, I'm not like wasting like 15 minutes of absolute nothingness. So we're going to get right into the reading. We'll save the second show for absolute nothingness and bantering and all that other good stuff. So chapter 40, I'm reading out of the, uh, you know what, we're going to switch it up today. Today, I think we're going to read out of the King James version, not the new King James, but just the King James version. Let me find that real quick there. It is KJV. I'm feeling froggy today. We're going to do that today. Um, hopefully it's not crazy with the uh, insane old English like the 1599 Geneva Bible. Okay, so starting with uh, verse 1, Genesis chapter 40. And again, we'll, this, 
with this chapter, including there's 10 chapters left, I believe. Let me double check before I spout off my big mouth. Um, why is it not? Hold on, guys. I'm pretty sure there's 50 books here, but for some reason, it's not pulling up the way I want. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 50 books here. So anyway, okay. Yeah, 50. There it is. That's what I needed. All right, Genesis chapter 40, King James Version, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. I got to do my disclaimer. I cannot forget to do that. Remember, as I always state periodically on this podcast, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, or biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. I do not give out legal advice. I am also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies. And additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own, unless I reference other material, like I am right here in Bible Gateway and BibleRef.com. All right, now we got all the dirty stuff out of the way. Verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, and against the chief of the bakers. Now he put them in the ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, and the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of the Lord's house, of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sad today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand, after the former manner when thou wast, wast his butler. But think on me when it shall be well with thee, and shew kindness. I pray thee unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing, that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket there was of a manner, uh, uh, all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. 
The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree. And the bird shall eat thy flesh from off the tree. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butter, uh, butlership again, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. And that is the reading of Genesis chapter 40, verses 1 through 23. Very short chapter. Um, and yes, that was just about as brutal for me to read as the 5099 Geneva Bible. This old English, I just can't do it. I mean, I can, but mm -mm. I feel like I'm doing you guys a disservice trying to read it and butcher it um, and having these awkward pauses. I think we're going to just not do that because it's just, just don't, does, just doesn't work out so well. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so what did we read here? Let's go over to BibleRef.com. So what does Genesis chapter 40 mean? Um, clearly Joseph was pretty spot on, obviously, right? With his, with his, you know, dream interpretations. So Joseph continues to languish in a special prison, a prison attached to the house of the captain of the guard. Now, while Joseph's former master held that position. Scripture does not use the name Potiphar from this point forward. Now, it's unclear if Potiphar is still in that role or if he has been replaced. Now, after Joseph has been there for some time, likely several years, two new prisoners end up arriving. And so Pharaoh has become angry at both his chef, you know, chief cupbearer and his chief baker. And he throws them into the prison, also called the pit or the dungeon. And when, you know, where Joseph was at. And so Genesis doesn't really tell us um, really what their offenses were, right? We're just told that he displeased Pharaoh and they're both in jail, right? So just as in his prior role, Joseph you know, Joseph's diligence and character has led to recognition. Now he is given a kind of, kind of like a caregiver role over these two, you know, new men. <clears throat> and they as well are held for some time. Now, likely another period of years. And so in a, you know, in a dictator driven legal system, probably more than likely it was like Roman civil law, but you know, probably not there yet, but you know, in a legal system, a dictator driven legal system, a prisoner might be subject to almost any fate at any time. And so one night, both men experienced vivid, impactful dreams. And so the, you know, with Egyptian religion, they took dreams very seriously. But these are especially jarring visions for these two men. So the men are disturbed enough by the dreams that Joseph takes notice. So in response to their concern, Joseph assures them that God can interpret dreams and Joseph will pass those truths along. So the first man's dream involves three productive grapevines, and Joseph indicates that the man will be restored to his former position in three days. Now, in addition, Joseph asked the man to speak to Pharaoh on his behalf. While Joseph accepts God's will for his life, he also recognizes the opportunity to advocate, you know, for his own release. I don't blame him. 
Now, the second man, on the other hand, his dream also pretty much implies a resolution in three days, but not a happy one, not like the first chief, right? And so the expression to lift one's head evokes a person looking downward in defeat or shame as their face is raised into a more uh, confident posture. Now, both men will have their heads lifted by Pharaoh, but the baker will immediately be executed and his corpse will be left to rot. And as we kind of read, you know, his flesh will be eaten by the birds. Now, these predictions come about exactly as Joseph predicted, right? Pretty much to the T. And so three days later, the king brings out the two men as part of his birthday celebration, and one is restored to his prior role, and the other is killed, and his body is left for scavengers. Now, despite this, the newly freed cupbearer makes no mention, no mention of Joseph. Which I think is pretty crappy, considering the fact that, you know, these men were both disturbed at their dreams. And if they take dreams very serious and, you know, Joseph happens to be pretty, pretty accurate with his, you know, interpretation, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but that would seem like that would be cause for sharing that kind of news because that's amazing. But, like I said, despite this newly freed cupbearer, he makes no mention of Joseph. So either, probably either out of fear caution or maybe some other motive but he says absolutely nothing and he does not lose memory of joseph but he actually forgets him by setting his plea out of his mind and so then it will be another two years before his situation inspires the cupbearer to mention joseph and his remarkable ability poor joseph you know, that's kind of crap. You know, it's like you got a guy that's there that's willing to help you out to interpret your dream, especially when it's upsetting you. And then you get out, you see these things play out, and then you you have the gall to not, not mention anything, really? It's kind of crappy. It's just me, though, you know. Uh, let me just go right over here to the chat real quick. Just kind of say hi to all the regulars here. We got Andrew, Patriot Beagle. Hello, hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Maga Grandma Ann. We got Greg H. Hello. Glad to see you here. Welcome. Destry in the Great White North. Mr. Snowman himself. I don't know. I can't really. We probably can't call you Snowman anymore. It looks like the snow's melting. That's kind of nice. Got Nancy S. Hello. Got my beautiful wife here to go to the next page. Mary, Mary S., which I'm sure her husband Keith and their little dog Trixie is right there listening. And we got Leslie Liberty. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. I hope everybody's in a good evening so far and a good afternoon if it's that time of the world for you over there. Um, I know it's afternoon for Destry. So, um, in fact, let me see. Well, what time is it? Yeah, it's afternoon for him. He says, call me Midnight Sun, LOL. <laughs> Midnight Sun, huh? Uh, it sounds like a good uh, trucking handle there. So anyways, so that is the reading of Genesis chapter 40. Like I said, we got uh, 41, 42, 3. Yeah, so I think we got like 10 more chapters left to go here because it goes all the way up to Genesis chapter 50. Now, I'm not sure yet what I want to do. I'm going to think, I'm thinking I'm going to stick around in the Old Testament yet. I'm debating between 
going through the book of Job, which is quite long, or Deuteronomy. I am not quite sure. I'm going to pray on it. We'll figure it out. But one thing's for sure. Um, let me ask you guys, and, and, and you guys could email me again, hardline at gmail.com. And yes, I know it's a Gmail, you know, email. I know bad Gmail, right? Google bad. I understand that. It's a throwaway email, guys. Okay. I don't really use that email to, you know, email top, top secret stuff. Right. So I don't care if it's part of Gmail. Um, that's kind of for people to reach out to me easier. Uh, so again, his hard line, no spaces, no dashes, just his hard line, all one word at gmail.com. It's his hard line at gmail.com. Website is his hard line.com. His hard line dot com and of course there's links over there that lead to the alaska and michigan assembly the national hyphen dash assembly dot net website along with some key podcasts over there um just you know poke around over there where you can find me on different social media sites so on and so forth okay and there's also a multimedia player over there where you can listen to the podcast over there for those that you want to share the podcast too but they don't have a podbean account and they're the type of people that just absolutely hate signing up for free accounts so there you go. They can actually listen over there at the website uh, without having an account. And of course, on the front page, there is a give, send, go link. So if somebody likes to, you know, feel, um, you know, you know, feels like they want to support my work. Great. Appreciate that. But more importantly, what I ask you is share the show. That's my thing. I'm going to ask you share the show with at least five to 10 friends or family members. Heck, even your enemies share it with them. Well, Jason, why would I want to share your podcast with my enemies? I don't like them. That's fine. We spread the word of God that just because you don't like them doesn't mean I won't like them. I mean, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, still, at the end of the day, there's this thing called forgiveness, right? And love your neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. We need to practice that no matter how hard it is. And yes, I have to put myself in check as well. So, all right, let's close this out with a prayer. If you have anything you want to add to the prayer, you can put it right here in the chat. I will make sure I look at it before I close it out with an amen. And then we'll close this show out and we'll start the next show. So. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you yet again for another day. We appreciate all that you do for us. We thank you for our Assembly of States and for the wonderful people that are hearing your call to, you know, step up into action, to get really, you know, get going. Uh, we thank you for just being there every step of the way. We thank you for another day of life and good health. We ask continuously on a daily basis, and I, yes, I know we sound like a skipping, repeating record, but we ask that you continuously guide our thoughts, our words, as well as our actions, uh, because we want to make sure that everything that we do, everything that we think and speak and, and do, we, we just want to make sure that it is in perfect alignment with your divine plan. And we just ask and pray for special intentions for those out there that have, um, you know, they have, they have prayers deeply embedded in their hearts and souls, but they just don't have the, um, they just don't have the strength to speak it into words. We ask that you search their hearts and answer those, uh, those prayers. Uh, my wife was just saying right here, we also pray for the souls and minds of the youth and their parents. That is an excellent prayer. Thank you for that. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, we just pray uh, for all of those people out there that need you the most, uh, they, you know, and, and for those that just, they just don't know how to talk to you. We pray that they, they, they figure it out. And they see how simple it is. So with that, we pray in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to close this out and then we'll uh, we'll get back on the other side here. Um, let's see here. <laughs> uh, Leslie Liberty says, hate to miss the next show, but I have my last de facto meeting tonight. 
Um, she says, I'm so happy. Well, good for you. I'm assuming that you will be done with a de facto then if this is your last de facto meeting. So good for you. That is really good. And we got Oscar in the house. Oscar, come join us on the other side, brother. We're going to start another show here. We just got done with prayer. And of course, my mom, we got Coastal Runner here in the house. So uh, let's close this out and we will be right back. Give us a couple of minutes. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey him? Thank <laughs> you.